You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Well, welcome. If you're a first-time guest on the Lynx Podcast, this is your first time. We just want to say, from our heart to yours, welcome home. Yes. So good to have you. Uh, Today uh, is a real treat. I don't know when you're listening to this, but today I get to, um, I hesitate to call it an interview. I think we might be able to say a conversation. There you go. Between uh, myself and Pastor Tony Toth. Pastor Tony, welcome. Yes, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me. I, um, you know, th- this is now, we, we've had, Claire was on here. Yes. And now to have you on. Um, I need your direction on which uh, of the boys we want to have on next. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Xavier is going to be getting baptized this Sunday. Awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. 12 years old. And so that's a big celebration for our family. We're pretty excited about that. Okay. So I, he will be the, we're there. There you go. He'd love to him. come share his journey with you. Great. See, how, See what I what I what it's hard for me to understand <clears throat> is pastoring in Brandon. Why anyone would come to my church and not go to Pastor Tony's church? Like <laughs> I said this when Pastor Kirk was on here, but as if I if I lived in Brandon, I'd go to your church, Pastor well, Kirk. Thanks, I appreciate it. And so hopefully nobody's crossing over listening because I'm yeah. going to say the same thing about you. Well, and we're neighbors, and I'd go to the nine thirty at Faith, and then I'd go to the ten forty five at assemblies. Sounds like a good good plan. At Christmas, I would go to Spirit of Truth. Oh, there you go. And then I would go, I don't know. So where would you go you to can't church? Go Tony? Wrong. So I'm going to put you on the spot. So if you weren't pastoring in Brandon, where would you go to church at? Would you, would in you, Brandon? Yeah. You have to come in Brandon. Oh, well, that's a good question. Is it based on the pastor? Is it based on the programming? It's the culture. Let's just say that you're maybe a church shopper. Okay. Well, if, if, would if, you I'm, make- if I'm someone who wants to come sit in the back and and hopefully get lost in the crowd, which is my personality type. Okay. Uh, then I'd probably go to 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 the assemblies, okay. to Pastor Kirk's place, because okay. it's big enough to where I could probably maybe go hide in the back and yeah. and have not have lim- limited contact, and yet be able to worship. Yeah, cool. So so, but that's coming that, from a highly introverted person who's in ministry. So now now I have to now we now I have to know. You, you, do you feel like if you came to why, so why wouldn't you just come across the street to celebrate? Oh, <laughs> I, I see now I got to know. Was so I, I've been, are we too friendly for you? Would we be too friendly? I don't know. Well, see, I haven't been able to come to your place on a Sunday. I've been able to sneak in to the uh, assemblies before on like one of my Sundays off. You're a little too close to my church for me to sneak in. People from my church would probably be like, why is why is They'd our pastor going over yet. there? Well, you could park at your church and then walk over. Oh, but then everyone would expect me to be there. They'd be like, "Why isn't he preaching?" Well, you have Austin <laughs> preach. They'd yes. be like, "Oh, it's Austin," and yes. they wouldn't even know that you were going. This up. is true. This is true because <laughs> he is dynamite. But you're gonna you're gonna have so just now we're 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 going all over the map here. I told you I didn't prepare. So yeah, that's right. You're, 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 you've got kind of, by the time this airs, you'll probably be on your little, my sabbatical. Are you, do you talk about that? I mean, do we, can we talk about that? We can or? talk about it. Yeah. 
I mean, just for those of us that don't have never had one, I mean, tell us what it is. Cause yeah. I'd kind of like to take one of those. Like, well, well, I've never had one either. Um, okay. so this is my first, uh, but there is a lot of research and writing out there about the health of pastures and, uh, the need for sabbaticals. Yeah. Um, and it's not the, I think the hardest part, especially the culture here in the Midwest is, is viewing it as just extended vacation. Well, why why would a pastor need an extended vacation? Um, but it's not really about an extended vacation. It's really about um, reconnecting, um, kind of resetting spiritually, uh, but getting away from the grind of leading mm-hmm. and preaching and really having your whole spirituality based around preparing a sermon. Hmm. Um, you know, how do you separate your spirituality from your call? Hmm. And can you, should you? Uh, but there is, you know, sabbatical provides an opportunity to connect with the Lord in a way and with scripture in a way where you're not always thinking, how can I preach this or teach this? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you find yourself when you're in the word personally, I mean, do you find yourself thinking about that regularly? All all the time. In fact, it's gotten to the point where it's always, oh, I could preach it this way or I could teach it this way, or this would make a great point to support this point or this point, you know? And so then it comes up here instead of being here. Uh Yeah. Well, and as you're describing that, I think, you know, even beyond the, you know, the ministry and pastoral ministry, I mean, I would imagine, I think spiritually that's a need for all, all creatures, great and small. Yeah. um, To experience that time of, Grounding and reset, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, and I think scripturally you have those examples of uh, jubilee. You have examples of of crops and letting crops, you know, settle and rest and recoup. Uh, so even within taking care of creation, I think taking care of yourself spiritually, setting aside big chunks of time to mm-hmm. kind of reset, I think is very scriptural. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, with two pastors, I mean, you know, as intellectual as you are and as just goofy as I am, this is going to be an interesting. <laughs> there's going to be some pregnant, there's going to be like, like if you can watch this on like, um, what is it? Like one and a half speed. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Chipmunk style. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but I've never, Tony, been a, I've never been accused of being very intellectual before. So thank you for the compliment. Well, I, I think people are just, <clears throat> I think people are just short-sighted. They just don't see, <laughs> they don't, they don't know the Tony that I know. Um, Tony, that that's, I mean, I mean, we, we've had kind of an interesting, we'll talk about that more later, but just tell us for those maybe that are watching that don't know you, that don't have regular interactions or contact with you. Um, tell all of us a little bit about where you're from. Um, how you got into ministry, how in the world, you know, you ended up in Brandon, South Dakota from where you're from. Mm-hmm. Just kind of unpack the Tony story here. Let's talk about Tony a little bit. Yeah, I can do that. So uh, it starts with being a missionary kid, an MK. So my parents were church planners down in Mexico, central Mexico, southern Mexico when I was in um, in my early years. And so the first seven years of my life were, were down in Mexico. I was the youngest of four. We came back to the States when I was about seven. Uh, Hablo Espanol? Sí, me hablo Espanol. Un poquito, pero no mucho. So I lose the fluency of it uh, if I'm not around it enough. You you found the end of my Spanish (laughs) language. 
so we came back to the States when I was seven. Uh, I did lose the fluency at that point. No one else was speaking Spanish, so I kind of refused to speak it. Uh, but I can pick it up pretty quick if I'm around it. Um, I kind of really came to faith and owning my own faith in my my teen years, early teen years. Uh, was a part of a youth group that was very dynamic. I almost feel like there was a revival in some ways taking place through that ministry. Um, many people in that that time were called into ministry at that time. We, there's a lot of people that ended up becoming pastors, becoming um, uh, worship directors and music leaders, praise team leaders. So that that dynamic of my high school years was was pretty profound in 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 my faith. Felt the call pretty early on to work in ministry, especially young people. So at that time, I felt I would be a seventy year old youth pastor someday. I just wanted to work with youth and engage with youth and youth culture. So all through college and seminary, I worked at a church in Laguna Beach, California, and uh, got my degree at Fuller Theological Seminary at that time, and became ordainable at that at that point in the Presbyterian Church USA. Uh, took an ordained call in Washington State as an associate for youth, and at that time, finally got the nerve up to. Ask Claire if you watched the uh, the podcast earlier. Nice job of cross promoting. Yes, That's very good. Yes, you should check out. I'm sure hers is a lot better than than mine's going to be. So you haven't watched it yet. I have not. Oh, you sent me the link, but man, that means I have to watch podcasts. <laughs> but it's two of your favorite people on the whole planet. I've got it. I'm ready to go. It's on my phone. Okay. I'm ready to watch it at some point. Okay. I'm- I'm going to talk to your, what do you call it? Like your pres- presbytery thing or whatever. Yeah, presbytery, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to talk to this accountability thing. Okay. Like, you I can want you that. to see that. You should. <laughs> Just don't talk to Claire about it. Okay. I won't mention this to Claire at all. Okay. I'm sure she won't watch this podcast. I'm pretty either. sure she won't either. Uh, I'm sure she will. Uh, so I was uh, working with young people for a long time, about another 11 years in Washington, and uh, felt the call to to go back to school and, and gain more information because I felt like I'd reached the ceiling of my ministry. So uh, I went back, got my doctorate of ministry in youth, family, and culture. And at that point, the Lord really laid on my heart to engage the whole family and not just young people. Hmm. Um, so I really didn't want to be a lead pastor or a solo pastor. That was not where my heart was. And so I looked for a long time for an associate position of a big church that I could oversee family ministries and blended into the back row. Yes. And uh, through that, the Lord kind of laid it on my heart that I needed to lay a vision for family ministry from the lead position. And, and uh, so I shifted my heart and my direction a little bit. And that's ultimately what led me to Brandon. Uh, I was looking for a church that, was a part of a community that valued family and would be interested in engaging the whole family. Uh, Brandon, you know, a third of Brandon is under the age of 18. That's a lot of young people. Uh, that's a, it's a, it's a family oriented community. They put a, a lot of value in the school and education. Um, so uh, South Dakota wasn't necessarily a, a, a dream of mine. Uh, but the but the calling was clear. Mm. So even in the interview process, it wasn't just me, Claire. My wife was also 
really directed by the Lord. And we felt the Lord was calling us to come to Brandon. And um, so we were going to be faithful and we came out and that hasn't changed. We feel like the Lord still has a lot to do in us and through us in the community, uh, through the church. And uh, we're, it's exciting. We've been having a good time. Yeah. You've done so many cool things just, you know, within your church and, you know, we get to be neighbors, um, you know, physically, I, I hope we can be neighbor. I hope we can be neighbors or roommates in heaven. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> I, I think, but I, I know, I know that God's been just wonderfully, wonderfully, amazingly blessed to have uh, you in my life <clears throat> over the years, just like, because we got called to Brandon around the same time. Yeah, I mean, I think close. we moved in within months of each other Yeah, and yeah. Uh, taking on the roles. Um, it's really, I mean, I, I don't like using this. In fact, I won't use it, but God's will and his plan in it has been so obvious and evident to me through just, just the fact that we get to get to be neighbors and, uh, yeah. you know, as, as pastors, um, you know, we both been around the church our whole lives, right? Mm-hmm. I was going to church nine months before I was born. Like, um, didn't grow up in a pastor's family or a missionary's family. Although my mom, before she got married, was a missionary to Mexico. Oh, she's a nurse and she was worked as a missionary there. So oh. we do have that in common, but, um, but unfortunately, um, you know, not, every, this doesn't always happen We're you know, we're, we're, we're neighbors physically and not necessarily neighbors on the theological church street, mm-hmm. but we're neighbors definitely. And I've come to appreciate your heart and yeah. Claire and, it's been cool, man. Yeah. I mean, it's been cool to just even, it's weird. It's like an old, you're like an old, you're an old friend. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're brothers in Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it doesn't feel like there's a competition, which mm-hmm. is nice. Right. Um, it feels like there's a, a lot of the churches, I think in Brandon, there's, there's a sense of, yeah. you know, we want to be faithful to, to the community and to right. who God is calling us to. And, uh, and our different flavors are going to, yeah you know, attract and invest in different people in different ways. Yeah. You, you are, you're, I mean, I don't know what you're, you know, you're, you've been to enough school to tell, but I mean, you've got a strength in building community. Like that's a strength of yours. Well, I, 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 that's a desire and part passion of mine. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I'm always pretty hard on, on the, on the end product. Cause I, I desire it to be, mm-hmm. you know, look like God's family. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, but you, you do lead, you lead our ministerial association. You kind of sit at the, uh, the very prestigious, <laughs> highly comp, well compensated position of, um, yes. what do you, what do we call you? Uh, I guess I chair, chair. I chair okay. the ministerial association. I need, I need this. These where I need the Presbyterian stuff. Like, cause yeah. I don't even know what you call it. Like a chair yeah. president, uh, whatever, but you're the man, the right, man, right? And there was a there's a big voting process, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was elected. I think it was something like this. <laughs> it was like, okay, let's do it this way. <coughs> oh, well, great. Then you're in charge. Oh, should have kept my mouth shut. Yeah, that's uh, that's the price of competence. Yeah. Well, um, but I, no, I remember I, you. You were, you kind of re. I mean, because Pastor Merv honestly was, was has been and still uh, is a huge part of our community and had shared it and yeah. Did a fantastic job setting the table, yeah. really. And but there was, you know, as Pastor Merv, you know, retired from Brandon Valley Baptist, like there was a there was a vacancy there in leadership. 
And uh, you answered that call to kind of bring us all of us together. And uh, I'm very grateful for what you do mm-hmm. in organizing. Um, talk a little bit about the Ministerial Association and how people that maybe don't go to your church or my church or never would go to our church or don't go to church, how would they interact with the Ministerial Association? What do we do for the community in terms of serving as pastors? Yeah. How do we... Well, and that, that was, that was one of my desires. If I was going to participate in it, you know, what was going to be our, the clear purpose of our association? Uh, are we just going to gather for lunch and pray? Um, or, you know, are we going to try to accomplish some things together? So when we got together for that one lunch and just kind of nailed out a, you know, a purpose statement and, and what is, what is our goal in a way that will bring us together, but not burn us out? Cause all of our, as pastors, we're all so busy in our own churches. Just oftentimes the thought of getting together to try to do something together just gets overwhelming. Yeah. Um, especially if every church has a, has a clear vision and purpose that doesn't necessarily align. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you try to do something together and the end product isn't the same thing you're working <laughs> for, it's kind of hard. There's right. too many cooks in the kitchen. So, um uh, what is some things that we could agree on that we can gather around and specifically be together, get to know each other, support each other in ministry? Uh, so, uh, several things um, we want to we want to bring the the Trinitarian churches of Brandon together uh, to to have some sort of uh, united front in reaching the community or blessing the community together. Um, we support the prayer breakfast. Now we don't have a lot of say in that other than to bless it, encourage mm-hmm. it. Uh, and then we have people from the ministerial association on that committee uh, just to make sure that our churches can be in alignment with what's taking place there. Yeah. And then uh, the baccalaureate. And yep. again, that fits under our umbrella, but we don't have a lot of, um, it's really student led um, yeah. and it's be- and it's blessed by the students involved and the schools are supportive of that, which is great. Um, but, but it fits underneath our umbrella of support, especially financially and then, and joining together as, yeah. as churches. So that's kind of what gathers us together. Uh, if, if there was a sense there, Oh, there's also a benevolence plan that we are still kind of hashing out, yeah. but we do have a desire of what can we as churches work on together to bless uh, those who might be in need in Brandon. Yeah. There's a lot of resources in Sioux Falls, uh, but there's not a bus to Sioux Falls. There's not a lot of ways to get to Sioux Falls. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're working on a plan to, well, yeah. how, how can we journey together in, in blessing people in Brandon that, that need some extra help? Yeah, and that is that has been probably the one area that I think we, if there's a if there's a thing that we would continue to work on, I mean, because it's, it's not a simple issue because you're dealing with yeah. people um, you know, and a, and a lot of times there's a there's a genuine need there, and but to the to those churches, I mean, we do have vouchers available, yeah, uh, food vouchers and gas vouchers for those people that live in Brandon that need that. Mm-hmm. Um, we provide that for churches, and there it's at a limited bait. I mean, it's not like if you're in high school and you like need free gas, like it's not for you. Right. Okay, you have to like get a job and stuff. Um, <laughs> so I'm speaking to some of right. my closest people in my life right now. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it's for those people that are, that are working, you know, you're working um, and, and just times are tough and times are tight. We have support and available for food and gas yeah. at each of our churches in Brandon. And um, that's, I've seen that be a real blessing for people. Cause it, it, 
a lot of times we don't have a lot of repeat there because it is a one-time deal where mm-hmm. I just need a tank of gas or I need, and so it's been, it's been cool to interact with that. And, um, uh, I appreciate you, you leading that. Um, yeah. Any, anything else you want to say about the ministerial? And, uh, it's a great group of people that yeah. Brandon has a lot of churches. I think we have 14, 13, 14 churches associated with mm-hmm. Brandon Valley. And, uh, right. and many of them come, uh, now and then to those luncheons. Obviously not everyone comes every month, but, um, there's a great group of people that, that gather. It's a, yeah. it's a neat community. Yeah, I sure, <clears throat> I sure enjoy, especially those, those weeks when it's, we don't have an agenda item. We just get to kind of hang and talk. Mm-hmm. I love those. Yeah. So it's been good. What, um, we're heading into the summer. We talked a little bit about this sabbatical for you. So yeah. you're going to be kind of turning the reins over a little bit to your church for 10 yeah. weeks. How are you feeling yeah. about that? I feel great. You know, it's yeah. been, it's been a great journey for me of, of learning to trust and let go of certain things and uh, trusting the church to, to step in. And mm-hmm. I think it's been really good for them to, oh yeah, this is, yeah, we want to step in. We want to yeah. take on a little bit more. Um, I've had a lot of affirmation from people of wanting to bless me and my family, um, which means they have to step in and take on some more yeah. of the responsibilities. Uh, so I think that, I think it benefits both. It benefits me, but it also benefits the church uh, because it's about sustainability. So if I were to leave and not come back, does everything fall apart? If it does, then too much is dependent on me. Mm-hmm. Um, the church isn't supposed to function that way. Right. Uh, I'm supposed to be one part of this beautiful family of God, this building with Christ as the cornerstone, you know, whatever analogy you want to use from Paul for the church. Sure. But, you know, it's it's meant to be something that's sustainable and dependent on everybody and their giftedness pouring into the body of Christ. So uh, until you remove yourself from that, some people don't realize that they can Mm -hmm. and that they should. And so I think that's been good for our church to start thinking through that a little bit. Yeah. You know, that's, that's definitely a point where we would, you know, overlap in the sense of, um, you know, being, I was, I was a church person and then, you know, being called into ministry and realizing that God he it crazy. He can and does use everyone mm. in their giftedness and in their areas of strength and passion and how he's created us. We all have a place uh, in the family, mm. and I love the vision of your church—a family of families. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that's too dissimilar from how perhaps you know Christ looks at his bride and his wife. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're a family of family. I mean, we're an interesting menagerie for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about your church, but boy, I tell you what. Yeah, well, we try to put a big emphasis on no matter what state your family, you're welcome in God's family. Mm. Um, you don't have to get cleaned up before you come. Yeah. You know, you come and then the Holy Spirit and God's word cleans you up. Um, but that means things can get a little messy and families are messy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Appreciate that. That's, you know, now now all of you that are watching, now you know why. You probably have an influx of people in your church this summer. They'll be like, When's he coming? He, that guy's awesome. But leaders, let's talk leadership. I mean, okay. we, you know, this is just, my goodness, we should give ourselves more time for this. But I mean, y- you've been in that second chair, like, like an associate. Yep. And now you It's a have, wonderful place to be. <laughs> it's, <an old> <laughs> it's uh, 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 the benefits. And you have, you've now, you now have someone in kind of in, in, a, in a role in your church that's mm-hmm. 
you know, leading in a similar way. Um, what is the, you know, 20 years ago, Tony, what's informing the 20 years ago, Tony, to the today, Tony, about how to take care of a person that kind of reports to you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he kind of looks up to you and goes like, that's the impression I get anyway. Yeah. But yeah. How, how have you, your past experiences, are, are they working now as you're leading now, not only a church, but also now another another pastor? Yeah. Well, I, I have had to, it's one of those moments like, um, kind of like when you, when you finally realize certain things your parents were doing and you've become a parent and you realize, oh, ooh, I need to call my parents and say, I'm sorry and thank you for your grace. Well, I've actually had to call some of my, uh, some of my past bosses and lead pastors and say, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so now I understand um, what I put you through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love Austin. Uh, and, but there's, the, there's that sense of like, dude, you're called to ministry and Austin's gonna, if he listens to this, he's gonna be upset. Dude, you're called to ministry, you're gifted, you're blessed but he's got that same pushback that I had, you know, like no way I'm never going to do that. And I just kind of smirk and smile and go, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still going to try to help equip you for it, even though you don't think you're going to do it. Yeah. I love, man, (laughs) just gotten to meet him a few times, but you know, I think that's, that's what's cool about being, doing ministry in in a town like Brandon, we get to all, we get to overlap and, yeah. I, I mean, I had, to, I had to shoot him out of the coffee shop the other day. I was like, man, you, you're always at the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Pastor Tony needs you back at the office. Well, and that's the thing. You know, I'm a highly introverted person. He's highly extroverted, which leads to some interesting staff dynamics. But, uh, <laughs> but because of that, he, it's easy for him to enter that youth environment and just be mm-hmm. in relationship with people. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's wonderful. Nice. Well, that's, we won't, man. I guess if anybody doesn't like talking church, they've already tuned off this. So yeah, probably. If you're still listening, <laughs> no. But this has been, Tony, this has been great. We're going to have to do this again. And I'm just excited to hear on your way home, you know, on the way back. And, and you are planning to come back, aren't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good. This, Good. this is meant, this whole sabbatical thing is meant for sustainability. So I wouldn't have gone into it thinking, you know, I, I reached a point of being pretty burnout. I, I was doing too much, too many plates up in the air spinning and, and then not having any resolve to some of that. Um, and so I've learned a lot about myself and, and what I can, I can't handle. Uh, but this is really meant to reset and recoup for sustainability. You know, my goal, you know, I don't feel God calling me away. Uh, I do still feel a call for Brandon and the people of Brandon, Mm -hmm. um, and for the, the vision of church that we have. So, you know, yeah, that I I plan on being around for a while. Okay, good. Good. Cause you said that like when you're and you're on if things fall apart when you, if you don't come back and I was like right. you're coming back though oh yeah yes yeah. okay good because I I want to clarify that because if you go on sabbatical and you don't come back I was like, I'm gonna come find you <laughs> <laughs> you little you know you West Coast guy you know you might get a you might find a nice yeah you f- might find a nice wave or something and it's the one thing I miss the one thing I miss is the ocean so paddleboarding doesn't supplant you know it just doesn't I've tried the lake thing I've tried on the river. Um, it's just not the same as, as the ocean. So to anybody that's listening, uh, you probably, you know, if you want to bless Pastor Tony, a, uh, wave pool in his backyard <laughs> would be a great way to, uh, to ensure that Pastor Tony and his family stay here for years to come. Yeah. We can make it a community thing and I'm sure it would draw a lot of people into community. And in community, you mean just 
but you, you would mean community bite. Just yeah, you like and a I. wave pool. Our, oh. our, <laughs> just not our family. Thing. Just just for our families. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> if anybody's listening at this point, which I doubt it is, yeah, they can they can follow not. up with us. So if yeah, nobody follows absolutely. up with us on the wave pool, um, then it's their loss. All right. Well, Tony, thank you so much for being on here and everybody. Thank you thanks. for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. We encourage you to like uh, this this episode, share it on the brand and wellness page. You can share it on the links podcast page. You can share it on your own personal pages and uh, definitely tag us and uh, just share this. What a, what a cool conversation and just, you know, help spread the message uh, of community and building community. That's the purpose of this podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!